Imagine this. You lose your job as a research librarian and you go visit your brother on Montana in the fall with breathtaking scenery so full of color. On your way to his house, your car skids off the road and a good Samaritan stops to help you. Do you think your paths will cross again? Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. My guest co-host today is none other than Father Randy Maddox, whom I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of times at the Hardy's family reunions. Father Randy is a big supporter of family-friendly entertainment and GAC Family TV. Welcome, Father Randy, to the Our Family TV podcast. Do you have any initial thoughts about the movie before we jump in? Hey, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie, and it was a great start for GAC Family, and I'm excited to be here to talk about it today. Awesome. We're just so thankful that you're here, and I'm um, looking forward to just kind of digging into the details. So let's go ahead and do that. So this movie, this very first premiere on GAC Family TV, is titled An Autumn Romance. It starred Jessica Lowndes as Taylor Harris, Chad Michael Murray as Joel Sheenan, and it was based upon the book The Tycoon's Kiss by Jane Porter. The screenplay was written by Emily Golden, directed by Bradley Walsh, and it was produced by um, Jessica, Chad, Brad Cravoy, his wife Susie Cravoy, and then there were many other producers. And you're going to see on GAC Brad Cravoy and Susie Cravoy, Cravoy pardon me, come up a number of times. So he's really uh, heavily involved with a lot of the productions at GAC. So let me go ahead and just give a brief movie overview, and then we're going to get into talking, you know, more specifically about it. Seattle-based librarian Taylor Harris suddenly loses her job. She travels to Montana to visit her brother Craig and his wife Christine, and she quickly finds herself immersed in her brother's effort to save the Graf Hotel, which has been purchased by tech tycoon Joel Sheenan and his associate Ray Dixon. The town of Forest, Forest Ridge, Montana, is split on Joel's decision to turn the once quaint hotel into an upscale property for tourists. To protect the hotel's charm and her brother's place of employment, Taylor goes on a search to find a significant historical event that will qualify the hotel for landmark status and prevent the city council from issuing permits for its renovation. With the clock ticking, Taylor seizes on a photograph that has the potential to verify the property's historical value while also providing an invaluable piece of personal history to the hotel's new owner. Oh, wow, that was a lot. Um, but it does kind of set up the, the movie nicely. And so I want to ask you, and I know you kind of alluded to it in your initial um, uh, talking, you liked the movie, but what did you like best about the movie, Father Randy, and why? Well, let's see. First of all, I love that it was a fall movie. Fall is my favorite time of year. And, um, you know, as we get the Christmas movies coming earlier and earlier, which I love the Christmas movies, and I'm glad we're getting more of them. You know, there's less time for the fall movies. So I love that it's a fall movie. And believe it or not, the thing I really liked best about it was how beautiful it was. I mean, the colors were so vibrant. They had the um, the decorations throughout the movie with the, the, the autumn leaves of the yellows and the oranges and the red. 
And that was pretty much in almost every scene. And then they wove through that this kind of royal blue color, like in the wallpaper, or the backdrop to the uh, council room, or in sometimes when Joel's uh, shirt was blue. And, and it reminded me of like a cool, uh, windy autumn day when you go outside and you look up at the trees and there's all these beautiful colors of the yellows and the reds and the oranges. And beyond that is the blue sky. And I just thought it was kind of the quintessential autumn uh, setting, you know, and I really enjoyed that. I was very surprised by how beautiful the movie looked. You know, I thought so too. I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, I, I don't think it was too long ago that they shot that movie or they shot it in the fall. At least um, there was a, I don't know if you all caught the YouTube um, between Jessica Lowndes and the CEO, Bill Abbott, they had a YouTube video. They had like a Zoom for, I think it was about 30 minutes. And uh, she talked about it being filmed in the fall, and she really appreciated that as well. And it was incredibly beautiful. I mean, I think that was probably one of my first tweets last night. I hope you all were tweeting with us. So that was a lot of fun to get kind of back into that tweeting uh, again. I mean, I have been doing it off and on, but it was it was kind of fun to do it kind of with a purpose, with an objective um, for the first movie premiere for GAC Family TV. And uh, But getting back to the movie, I thought the colors were amazing. And I tend to agree with you, and fall has always been my favorite. It's like, I think because it's the precursor to Christmas, it's like it's like the lead in to like all the holidays that we just love spending with our families and our friends and, you know, ultimately um, celebrating the birth of Christ when we move up into getting into uh, the Christmas uh Christmas Day and that time period, and it's just an exciting time. And when this movie began last night, I mean, like, I really liked the very first scene where she was um, in the library with her glasses on. I thought she looked very, like, studious. I mean, it was very believable that she was a librarian. I I found her very uh, credible in um, how she presented herself. And uh, so I really liked it from uh, the beginning scene. And, uh, and, and then it just kind of goes on for, for there, from there. And I liked that she went to go visit her brother. You know, like if you lose your job and, you know, that seems like a plausible scenario, you know, that sure. you're going to go visit a loved one, a friend, a family member, um, to kind of deal with that and so and they seemed like they were close and that they had a really good relationship and I loved that as well and yeah. uh so so yeah I I just I really enjoyed it um as you said it, what a great kickoff for GAC Family TV for an autumn romance I I think I liked it better than I was anticipating you know I would just you just never know going into um a movie and but the colors were so vibrant. I thought the storyline, it wasn't just, um, you know, um, romantic comedy. I mean, there was uh, some mystery behind it with the beautiful colors and everything. So, you know, it really had a lot of attributes that I wasn't even really expecting. So it was uh, delightful to watch. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I thought it was better than I expected. I expected it to be good, but mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed it throughout the entire thing. And it really just struck me as, as a, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you this. Was there anything in the movie 
that reminded you of something that's occurred in your own life or that you've seen occur in others? Well, you know, the whole theme about the hotel, the Graf Hotel, and, uh, and, and, and its historical um, importance to the community, uh, it reminded me of a town nearby here in Georgia, Washington. And I think this is probably the case in many small towns throughout America. But there's always like one building that is kind of the, the cherished uh, historical building that everybody wants to preserve. And, mm-hmm. and there was a hotel in Washington, Georgia. That is, um, it's a beautiful hotel. It's an old hotel. And um, they're always concerned about how they're going to keep it up because, you know, the town doesn't get the traffic it used to and all that sort of thing. So um, there's always questions of how do you uh, maintain it and keep its integrity because it does have so much, uh, it is so important to the community, you know. So I think that's something, certainly something that struck with me and, and probably many people who live in small towns can relate to it that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I think about this question, um, I don't, I can't think of anything specific that reminds me of anything that occurred in my own life uh, or that I've seen occur in others, but other than like the, the general theme of the movie where is, you know, how they met. So she skids off the highway and, He's the good Samaritan that comes by and then her car, of course, um, is in a ditch. And so it has to be towed out. And so he takes her to her brother's house. And, you know, I loved how he kind of said, well, you don't know me. I'm a stranger. And he writes down his personal information so that, you know, she's less concerned about her safety. And yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I liked how they did that. I thought that was kind of cool. And then, of course, ultimately, she's looking for her cell phone later in the day and realizes that she left it in his car, which is, um, <laughs> you know, a fun way of us having to them having to get back together again. And then whenever oh, yeah. they contact her that her car's done, she asks, OK, so who do I pay? And he says the the guy who, you know, gave her the car that fixed the car said, oh, it's already been paid by Joel Sheenan who is Chad Michael Murray's character, the guy who's the good Samaritan that came to pick her up. Right. So I thought that was um, really interesting. And and in that conversation, when they were talking, uh, he, you know, she says, well, I can't let you do that. You know, I can't let you pay for this and everything. And so ultimately what he does is he gives her his personal information, his name and address and everything. And he says, and if you want to pay me back, you can. And I, I don't know, I just kind of like the way they handled it. I felt like it seemed kind of real to life, like that could happen. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was nice that somebody would do something like that. I mean, I thought that was a great gesture and a great, uh, yeah, I like that very much. I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, I, I really, so I really like the way the movie started out with regard to their relationship. It, it, it You know, I say it wasn't pretentious. I guess there's a little bit of that per se, but. Um, I just, I don't know. It just seemed believable to me. So I, I like that. Sometimes when we watch these kinds of movies, we know that sometimes the premise is really not believable. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Sometimes it seems like a little forced or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and this really didn't seem that way now. So her brother, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I just thought 
Um, yeah, I thought they really related really well. I mean, Chad Michael Murray and, and Jessica Lounge, I thought they had great chemistry. And, and it did seem like a very natural relationship from the beginning. Like, it, was, it just kind of worked. It wasn't uh, forced at all. And, uh, and that was very evident, I thought. Yeah. So her brother, Craig, so Taylor's brother, Craig, um, kind of like manages um, like the maintenance and so forth. That's what I kind of took with like he oversaw um, the hotel, the Graf Hotel, which happened to just be purchased recently by this Joel Sheenan, a Chad Michael Murray and his character. And so the brother, Craig, really is concerned that Chad Michael Murray's character, Joel, is going to, like, change the historical nature of the hotel. And it's been around the, it's been in the city since, like, 1901, I want to say. And, uh, or even maybe even prior to that. But you know, he's trying to like save the hotel from being changed and then, you know, enter in is this Joel Sheenan. So he and his partner are these tech tycoons who bought this hotel. And so the presumption is that the tech tycoon Joel is going to turn it into something other than what it is, you know, this historical hotel. And so they go on this, uh, well, she does. She's a research librarian. So she kind of gets on it and starts doing research to determine how could they make it a landmark, a historical landmark where it couldn't be changed and to protect it for the future, for, for people to be able to see it the way that it was. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I go to museums and places like this, it's pretty fascinating to imagine, you know, like turn of the century, and I'm talking about the 20th century, the 1900s, um, you know, to look at something that's been built, say, 100, 120 years ago, and to envision what life was like for them back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is the, the, the charm of these things is think about, the life and the people who are there and, uh, and their stories and how they live. Definitely. Definitely. So what do you think, what part of the story, um, well, maybe we should kind of go into the story a little bit more. I mean, I, the people that are listening to this podcast, I presume you have already seen the movie and you're listening because this is a follow-up podcast to talk about the movie so it's not a preview, it's a review of the movies. So maybe we need to go into a little bit more details about what happens after that initial uh, point where, you know, there's this concern that he's going to change the hotel. And she starts, you know, Taylor starts searching for, an, you know, an ability to... Um, you know, find something of historical value. And so, so where, where's it go from there, Father Randy? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They had the, you know, the council meeting where uh, apparently in Montana, the law is you can't make it a historical landmark unless there's some um, historically significant event that occurred at the location, at the, you know, in the building. And so um, that's kind of the key to stopping the renovation so that they are stopping the, um, 
the permits, the permitting for permits for uh, doing the renovation. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of the thing. They gotta they gotta find some kind of um, way to prove that there was an historically um, meaningful event that took place. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the, the the I think the part that really touched me the most regarding that was you know Joel goes and he talks to his father. And uh, and he tells me, you know, there's there's no history of any kind of historically uh, historical important event that happened. And uh, his father says, well, what about me meeting your mother, right? And I met your mother mm-hmm. in that hotel. And uh, and I went there and I looked at the wallpaper and I saw the blue in the wallpaper and it matched her eyes. I knew at that moment that I would be dancing with her at the Heritage Ball for the rest of my life. And um, and that just really struck me because. I mean, you know, legally, there's one definition of a historically significant event, but in reality, for him, that was a hugely historically significant event that changed his life forever. Even changed Joel. I mean, Joel wouldn't be there without that event. So I I guess I think it just speaks to how important when we're talking about the historicity of a building. The it's about the people involved. You know, the people, the lives that that occurred, the living that occurred in those buildings. And so that was real meaningful. Absolutely. And that's what's so cool about when you go to a museum, you go to something like that and you kind of envision what it was like 100 years ago, 150 years ago, whatever the time period is. And, you know, to his father, to Joel's father, it meant everything because he met his wife there. And yeah, exactly. and he somehow foreknew, you know, what was going to happen, you know, with his life and with her. And that was, you know the most important thing to him. And um, so, but what they needed to find was something of what would be considered more historical value in order to, you know, be able to stop the city council from um, allowing them, Joel, to move forward with any changes that he wanted to make. And so again, in the beginning, like she, when she realized that he was the owner, because she found out at that first council meeting she attended that he was the owner. He never told her when he met her and was the good Samaritan that he was the one that actually owned the hotel. But when he went up at the city council meeting and started speaking, then, um, then he realized that she realized that he was the, the owner of the Graf Hotel. And so she was not happy. And so while they initially had some spark, she's like, we, you know, we just, uh, I don't think we can pursue this relationship. Well, ultimately, he asked her on a date and she did accept. And it was after that date or on the date, he wanted to take her on a tour of the Graf Hotel. And he did that and he took her to the maid's quarters and he let her just kind of explore it. And now I'm wondering whether or not did he know that she would find something in there? You, you know, like why he left her alone in there and and didn't like stay with her while she was in there. Um, like, was he like pointing her to that? I'm not sure. But yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure the answer to that. But she found she did find something as she was looking in there. And what did she find, Father Randy? Do you remember? Yeah, she found a picture. Um, she did. In a picture, and, um, and and so we're trying to figure out who all is in the picture, and so they they start to 
kind of asks around and she notices one particular person and uh, and so she shows it to, to uh, Craig and then the, the librarian there in town mm-hmm. and it looks like in the picture there is Teddy Roosevelt, President Roosevelt. Right, right. And so they determined that Teddy Roosevelt was there at the hotel and actually he ended up being there and staying there longer because there had been some inclement weather and so and so forth. So ultimately that was sufficient enough to determine that, that it was a historical landmark. But the other component to this, which was really cool is there was one woman in this picture and this woman happened to be Joel's great-great-grandmother. Yeah, I thought that was great. That That was was really cool. So that was the tie-in to the Graff Hotel, was that he wanted to retain this hotel as well. Like, they just jumped to conclusions that he wanted to change everything without really knowing that he really wanted to change everything. And um, don't we all do that? We jump to conclusions for things that we know nothing about, or we just make sure. assumptions, right? I mean, it's kind of what we do in life. And um, she she certainly did that. And um, so it was that was like a fun twist to learn that that was his great great grandmother, alongside. Yeah, I agree. Yes, that was so cool. So she was the maid from. I think it was 1901 to 1903 when it was the time period during this yeah, with Teddy right. Roosevelt. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she, yeah, exactly. That was a, that was a, it was a neat, neat thing to, to tie it into him that he was, uh, that Joel, it was his great great grandmother, I guess. Definitely. So he had a personal investment in the hotel as well. Yeah, for sure. So what, what do you think? I think we've pretty much kind of told most of the story. Um, so what do you think about, and of course, well, let me back up a minute. Just we, of course, once she realizes that that was his great grandmother and then he wasn't really trying to change the hotel, ultimately they get together at the end, right? At this, um, did they refer to it? I'm sorry. I, I, I can't recall. Did they refer to it as a ball or yeah, it was the harvest ball, the harvest yep. ball? The annual, yes. Thank you. Harvest ball. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So ultimately they got together at the end. So it was, of course, a wonderful ending. What do you think was the most powerful part of the movie? Well, like I said, I think that exchange with his dad really struck me Mm -hmm. as as a very moving thing. And um, I mean, I love all these these old buildings and the history of it. And so um, I know that we can kind of think that... uh, you know, history is just a bunch of dates and, and names that we don't even know. And let's get to the modernize everything. And, but um, the history is important. Like we said, you know, with the the, the lives that were actually lived and the, and the, the history of that building, the um, hotel for him, for Joel's dad, was that he, he had met his wife there and uh, and would forever go to the Heritage Ball and never missed one because he w- would always dance with his wife there. So mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I, th- I thought that was very touching. Yeah. And, and I mean, I thought that was powerful. I think just the whole also persevering and don't give up and keep trying uh, is always something that we want to be mindful of. We don't know what we're going to find if we're not willing to look for it. And so Taylor was, 
you know, tenacious about finding something that would enable that hotel to be considered a, a historical landmark. And she ultimately was successful in doing that. And, and I think also kind of my next question was kind of similar. What's the message of the movie? I, I also think, you know, like don't judge a book by its color cover because color or cover, uh, because like she just assumed that Joel was because he was this tech tycoon had this money. She made presumptions about him. And even though he would make these references about being kind of like a hometown boy and he grew up there, you know, she just made assumptions about who he was at that point in time because he had a lot of money and everything. And I think that's important to to recognize that, you know, we need to get to know someone. Let's not make presumptions um, or assumptions about somebody. Like communicate with that person so that you yeah. know, like, what's really going on, who they are. You know, there's nothing like, you know, knowing somebody uh, until you really start to have conversation with them and communicating with them. Yeah, very much so, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they, they did develop that because, you know, she agreed to go to um, be his date for the Harvest Ball. Mm-hmm. She was like, as long as you know that I'm going to do everything I can to save the Graff Hotel. And, uh, and he's like, well, okay, but I, just so you know, I'm not going to be easy on you just because it's you. And so they understood their differences, and right. yet they were still willing to um, to kind of pursue the relationship given that. And I, I liked that a lot. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, that was it's realistic. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. Again, as, as, as I said before, sometimes we, we watch these movies um, that are intended for holidays and that kind of thing. And sometimes it's just kind of somewhat unbelievable and and i thought this was more realistic the whole premise and everything and uh and and i prefer a movie frankly that's more realistic Mm -hmm. i just i just do i thought that yeah i thought that aspect of the relationship was great and it it, it did it made it more believable Mm -hmm. because yeah you don't just and it it wasn't like they they were offended by their differences so they just kind of were childish childish about it wouldn't talk to each other you know like Mm -hmm. okay We'll try this. We'll we'll do this, but you know we we respect our differences and we'll see what happens. And I thought that was a very mature yeah. kind of way of approaching it, which I appreciated. Yeah. So, if you had a chance to ask a, a character in this movie a question, what would it be? Gosh, I don't know. You know, I think I would have to ask Taylor. Does she always lose her phone like this? And <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, you know, when she her car goes off the road at the beginning of the movie. She's got her phone out and she's trying to find the signal. She's in the middle of the street and she can't find the signal. Then all of a sudden, Joel drives up and she's looking for her for her phone under the car. I'm like, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> and, and then she, of course, she loses it again by leaving it in his truck. So I'm right. gonna have to ask her: is this, is this a habit, or, you, or was it just the stress of the moment that made you lose your phone so many times? Right. 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 I think I would ask Joel. Why not just come straight out and tell her what your plans are for the hotel? I'm I'm kind of a, a direct um, communication kind of person. I like to talk straight, and yeah. you know, so that would be my question. Is like, why not just tell her the truth from the beginning? And that yeah. you know, they could have. I mean, he could have helped, or you know, he would have probably known. Um, well, I guess he didn't know the historical value. I guess she found that, but I'm I'm not sure. 
you know, I like I said, I'm not sure. Maybe he knew there was something, but he didn't know all of the details regarding Teddy Roosevelt and so forth. He only knew his great-great-grandma's um, part of it. But, right. yeah, so I would have just, you know, asked him why not uh, just tell her <laughs> the straight truth about what you're planning to do with the Graf Hotel from the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's smart. You know, so oftentimes people are afraid to, to say it because, you know, what are they going to think or are they gonna, is it going to make it worse? But I think you're right. I think when we're just honest up front with things and we can deal with it, uh, it just makes it easier to, 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 to get over that bridge rather than building up a lot of anticipation before you have to face it. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts as you finish watching the movie? I just was really impressed. I thought, you know, gosh, if this is uh, the first movie of many from GAC Family TV, then we're in for a treat as the season goes on and as the, the years go on. Because I, I, I thought it was great. It was a great start. And I'm really looking forward to more movies in the future. You know, I uh, I thought the same thing. And I really enjoyed watching that YouTube 30-minute um Zoom between Jessica Lowndes and Bill Abbott because she talked about how she she's going to be writing and producing more and um, yeah. and and so that's exciting because I think I thought the quality of this movie was very good so having watched the movie and then watched the YouTube right afterwards I'm very encouraged by what we're going to see in the future from GAC Family TV. Yes, indeed, me too, me too. So, do you have any? I wonder if, so I like to do this at this part of the podcast, um, just where we ask ourselves, I wonder if, and I was wondering if you have any of those about this movie. Well, actually, I do. You know, this is the first movie uh, that we see from um, GAC Family TV, and uh, there were a lot of new faces that I had not seen before, that I was, and I was very impressed with them. You know, uh, Dennis Andres, who played Craig Harris, and uh, Moni Ogunfuyi, who played Christina's wife, and Kim Sheridan, who played uh, Joel's dad. Um, I thought those supporting characters, those actors, did a great job. And so I wonder if we're going to see those folks back in previous movies. You know um, what? Good, good question. Really good question. I really loved his dad. Like, Yes, I did too. And I thought he should the, be like in Winhope Falls or something. Right. He has this Western. Right. You know, he does. Uh, he has a Western vibe. Well, you know, he's on the ranch. So, you know. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. And he does have that vibe, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just exactly. really liked him. What a sentimental guy. You know, yeah, I yeah. thought the movie was sentimental and I really liked that about it. Yeah, exactly. So my wonder if is looking at the Graph Hotel... And looking at the Brookfield Hotel and knowing that we have a common executive producer, Brad Cravoy, over When Hope Calls. So the Brookfield Brookfield Hotel is in the city of Brookfield on the show When Hope Calls. And then the Graf Hotel, of course, was in this Forest Ridge, Montana location. But, you know, we know what they can do with trick photography. And so I'm wondering if the Graf Hotel and the Brookfield Hotel are the same facade. That's what I'm I wondering. I think you're onto something because, and also the ranch, you know, they spend a lot of time at the, um, you know, the, the yes. barn at the mm-hmm. ranch. And mm-hmm. the barn is very, very similar to the one that's on Wind Hope Falls. And also, right. you know, I had thought about that. And so I went back to Wind Hope Falls and when they had, uh, when they were having dinner at Joel's dad's house, mm-hmm. um, 
you, you can notice the, the decoration on the wall, like whether it's wallpaper or is a painted design, I don't know, but it kind of looks like wallpaper. It's the same that's inside the orphanage house of Windhoek Falls. So I think they did use the same set. Yeah, I, you know, it just, uh, it just seemed like it was um, the other admins on our uh, Facebook uh, fan page, um, the GAC Family and Living uh, Fans. We were talking about it last night, and this was brought up, and um, that was a really good point. And when I was looking at the Graf Hotel, it's like, this looks familiar to me. And then <laughs> it's like, you know yeah, what? Exactly. I wonder if it is the, the same. And I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking so. So, Father Randy, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, I just, um, kudos and congratulations to Bill Abbott and his team for making a great movie and having a, a great kickoff to his network. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what's coming, and uh, I thought they did a great job. You know what? I concur. Um, kudos to you, Bill Abbott, to Jessica Lowndes, Chad Michael Murray. I'm, I'm excited for your next movie. You are doing. They're doing a Christmas movie together. It's called Angel Falls Christmas. And I am going to have to look and see what what date that's um, actually going to be playing. I don't have it in front of me right now. But I wanted to also remind everybody that you can find all of the GAC Family TV's uh, social media tags at GACmedia.com. I mean, they have, you know, like information on the upcoming movies. And if you scroll to the bottom of the page, um, you can connect with them on Twitter, on Facebook as well as on Instagram. And their tags are a little bit different to pe- to between the social media. So that's why I'm not going to just give them out right now. I would rather you go to GACmedia.com to get that information. And I am going to look at the schedule. And Angel Falls Christmas is scheduled for Friday November 26th, and that's the day after Thanksgiving. So we're looking forward to the next pairing of Jessica Lowndes and Chad Michael Murray. And I'm just really excited about all the upcoming uh, Christmas movies that get kicked off next Saturday, August 30th. And uh, there's going to be 12 of them, the 12 movies of Christmas. And it just... I'm just, if it's anything, if, if they're going to be anything like what we saw last night, we know we're in for a wonderful uh, Christmas movie season from GAC Family TV. So I want to thank you, Father Randy, for co-hosting with me today. Our Family TV Thanks. thanks you for listening to this podcast. We appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV. And you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. Until we meet again, imagine this.